This speaker has been recorded at an online meeting of Addictive Eaters Anonymous. You can email us at contact at aeainfo.org. I'd like to invite Marion to please share his experience, strength and hope videos. Uh, my name's Marion, I'm an Addictive Eater. And um, yeah, thanks for asking me to share. Um, and welcome to any anyone who's here for the first time or um, or one of the first times. Um, yeah, I was just thinking about what I might share about and um, just what it was like, really, um, and what what brought me, like why I was looking for something to to help with food um uh, looking back i i i never had a um i never really had a normal uh i was going to say a normal relationship with food but um you know we don't have a i don't have a relationship with food you know i have relationships with other people um, but I never ate normally. I never thought normally about food. I remember like stories that my mum has told me from when I was really like too young to remember. And she'd be offering me like a choice of one biscuit or another biscuit. And, um, and I, uh, she said, I um, got so distressed because I couldn't choose between one or the other. And um, I don't know if, 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 it, if it was the same then, but um, the reason I would have difficulty when I was older choosing between one thing and another was because I was always, it wasn't, I, it, I wasn't choosing between one piece of food and another. I was choosing between uh, one kind of emotional landscape and another. Like, is this, is this food going to make me feel the way that I want to feel? Is it going to change my view of life it's a lot to put on a biscuit you know is it going to um change my view of life so that i can feel okay about everything and um you know i remember looking you know i'd go into into shops um like much much later like towards the end of the the addictive eating um and looking at food from exactly that perspective. You know, is this going to make me feel like I think I need to feel? Um, and all, you know, all throughout the, the, the eating, um, like teenage and then young adult, um, I would, um, 
I'd be I'd be using food to bring about a particular or attempt to bring about a particular um, like fright state of mind, state of being. And um, and then I and I'd use stuff to go up and I'd use stuff to level off and I'd use stuff to come down. <laughs> You know, um, a lot of the time it was food and, you know, food and caffeine to go up and then alcohol and all sorts of other things to come down the other side. But that was how I'd managed my life, just through what I put in my body. Um, and. Um, uh, a lot, you know, it worked for ages, it just worked. You know, um, things, you know, I'd got through university and or got through school and through university and um, uh, and all the time knowing, like when I was a child, I would steal. Yeah, just, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd steal money uh, to buy sweets if I couldn't steal money i'd just buy sweets i so i just steal sweets um and i love um i i, I would just find a way you know I'd just find a way to get what i thought i needed um and it it how i got there was didn't matter um i would just and i didn't even know that really I wasn't really barely conscious of what I was doing. Um, just, um, it was just normal to me, normal to me to, to, to buy sweets every day, steal money, uh, and then eat them all in without sharing <clears throat> and without, um, without anyone knowing, uh, and then go home and have dinner, you know, eat my, the meal that my mother had prepared. Um, and then, you know, I kind of knew that food was, um, I knew that I, I always knew I was using food, um, but then other things just sort of overrode it. Like, you know, when I discovered drinking and, um, uh, recreational drug taking um you know these things were you know just seemed to to well the, the food didn't seem to be such a big thing but i would always use it i would still use it just to kind of change try and change how i was feeling and then um and then those things started to become a problem those things and my sexual behavior was a nightmare and not for me, but for the people that were kind of um, at, at the, you know, at the effect of what I was doing. Um, and, um, and as I started to realize that these things were a problem um, and started looking for help, um, I found 12 step fellowships. And then um, as, as some of these things, you know, the drinking and the and the, the kind of sexual behaviour, there's that kind of um, 
got a bit better, the the food just came. I heard someone use the words came back as a real piece of business. So um, as soon as I removed um, one set of substances or behaviours, uh, <clears throat> something else would have to come without, without recovery, something else would have to come and take their place because I couldn't do, um, I couldn't, just couldn't live life like I could see other people living. Um, <clears throat> and um, and things like work, like I just couldn't work, couldn't work. And I remember getting really, really upset about the fact that I just couldn't work. Like I could have a job and do a job for a while, but I couldn't, um, I couldn't work consistently over time because. Um, it, I, you know, I, it's challenging, you know, staying, staying in a job um, or in a relationship um, uh, uh, challenging inherently, you know, being alive is, is full of challenges and I had no capacity to deal with challenges, you know, just, just didn't have it. And so I would just leave. I just wouldn't, I'd just leave and, and go off in search of the life that, um, that didn't have any challenges. And I can tell you, I've never found it. Uh, and, um, and so I ended up with, with food just being the, the thing. Um, uh, thinking that I was kind of sober in other areas, uh, but I was just acting crazily with food, like getting out of bed in the night and going down the shops and, and then binging and, and staying up half the night and then passing out and then coming round in the morning and thinking maybe that will be the last time that I have to do that. And, um, and it wasn't, you know, it just happened again. And then stumbling across a guy who was living this, the way of life that, that is um, offered here. And um, he just looked well, he looked well and happy, which was different from what I'd seen in the other, in the eyes of the other people in the food fellowship that I'd, that I'd been in previously. Um, and, um, and so I asked him for help. Um, and he, he helped me uh, up until I was unwilling to, to do what he said. <laughs> And then he said, mate, I just don't think I can help you, you know, because I, you know, I can only, um, I can only be helped to the extent that I'm willing to be helped. And, um, uh, but by that time, he put me in touch with other members of this fellowship. And, um, uh, um, and I was able to kind of go to them and say, right, well, I've, I've, not done so well so far, but I'm I'm willing now to do what you say. And these were people who they had a um, like I believed them, you know. When they said, "This is what's wrong," um, this is what the solution is. 
um, and this is this is how I did it. Um, I believed them, uh, and and I was at that point just so convinced that I couldn't I couldn't manage food and I couldn't manage any other part of my life. Um, it was all just a mess. Um, that I was just willing to do what they said, and um, imperfectly, I've continued <laughs> continued to do that. And um, and all the things that I couldn't do, um, you know, the career that I couldn't have, um, the relationships I couldn't have, um, the 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 ongoing participation in this fellowship, and um, you know, cons- just consistently showing up and being a part of something. Like join clubs, like join clubs, a club. Um, I would never join clubs because I was just too special, <laughs> too special for a club, um, you know. And you'd have to engage with people you didn't know very well and all that kind of thing. Um, yeah, but all those things I couldn't do, I can do. I can do. And it's not because I've, I'm like, uh, uh, I don't know. Um, it's just because I've learned to do as I'm told and stop trying to manage every part of my life to, to try and bring about some, you know, impossible ideal. Um, and. Um, uh, and then what the other thing they said is you need to develop a relationship with God and like a God of my understanding. Um, and, and it's part of the steps. That's part of my step work is through prayer and meditation to, um, improve my relationship with God. And, um, like I'd rather just bring people up to be honest and and ask them questions rather than take the time to um develop a relationship with god but um but it's what i've done and um uh and it's just relieved me of the need to get out of bed in the middle of the night and go to the shops um it's relieved me of the need to to give up a job, um, just walk you know walk out of a job because it's too hard. It's relieved me of the need to run away from relationships because um, you know they're too difficult. Um, and um, yeah, you know I can save money and um, you know all sorts of things. And um, yeah, I'm just very grateful. I'm getting married next month. <laughs> and um, you know, I uh, on my own, I just haven't got the ability or the capacity to to do any any of these things. Um, and um, 
so yeah, if you're new, stick around. And um, uh, I needed to find someone that I was, I needed to be convinced that I couldn't do it. Whatever I was trying to do wasn't going to work. And um, I had to find someone that I was willing to call and to, to do what they said. Um, and none of it was complicated. It was all simple. Um, I just needed to be willing to do it um, and trust, trust God with the rest of my life. And um, uh, yeah, I'll leave it there. Thanks so much for asking me to share.